everyone. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. I'm Liza. And I'm Lan. And in today's show, we've got a few follow-ups to make from our last two episodes. I thought, first of all, we could start with a little poo update. So just so our listeners know, we had COVID a while I ago. I gave her COVID. She did, actually while recording the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Enclosed space is apparently not the thing. So... During COVID, my poo is like all over, not all over the place. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it was very up and down. It's like poop monster poop yeah, machine. I like, I like pooing a lot. It felt really good. I was, like, every poop felt amazing. I was going three times a day and it was Damn. like beautiful poops. Good for you. But then the second half of COVID, it was like sloppy diarrhea. Oh, good Lord. It was horrible. I had five days of like no solid pooing. <gasps> yeah, it was miserable. After five days, I went to the toilet for my normal 8 a.m. poo. And I felt it. You know when you feel it before it comes out? Yeah. And you know it's going to be a big one. <laughs> yes. And as it starts to come out, it hurts so much. Oh, no. Yeah, because it was so fucking big. Oh, my God. And I, and I, I didn't want to push because I knew it would hurt. Uh-huh. So I just was, like, trying to take it really slowly. Wow. And it hurt the whole way while it was oh. coming out. But it was fucking huge. Jesus. It was huge. Wait, like a baby's arm? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's really disturbing because then I imagine a little hand on the end yeah, of it. Fingers. <laughs> it didn't have a little hand, but maybe just the arm part, yeah. Oh my god. And then my butthole hurt for two days after that. <gasps> yeah, you know when the next day you go and poo and your butthole you're like nervous to go and poo because your butthole's sore. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like that. That's terrible. It was worth the lows to have the high of like having a giant poo. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. You know what I was actually thinking? When a poo won't flush, mm-hmm. I think they should invent a new type of toilet brush that has like an extendable bit that comes out of it where it's like a little poking stick where you can like smash up your poo. <laughs> Have you heard of the poop knife story? I think so. Dude, this was all over Reddit. Someone posted about their poop and some random person commented like, oh yeah, well that's what the poop knife is for or something like that. Like, yes. Like matter yes. of fact, mm-hmm. like everyone has a poop knife and everyone was like, what the fuck? And the internet just blew up because they were like, dude, you are alone in the poop <laughs> knife ownership. It was fascinating to know that this is something that someone normalized, you know? Well, see, I think they might be onto something. So I'm now imagining <laughs> toilet brush with a poop knife extension, right? <laughs> yeah. A little fitting that you just pop on, yeah. like a modular system, oh, chop smart. up your poo. And then there needs to be a way to clean the the poo knife exactly. afterwards. And I haven't figured that bit out. Dude, yeah, that's like every time I have to use my plunger, it's just covered in sh- I did not even tell you. <laughs> well, it's because the shit won't go down. And then I didn't even tell you. So during my COVID experience of diarrhea and just shitting all the time, which also felt great, but then the diarrhea, I'm like, when will it end? Just like the wiping wouldn't stop. And, <laughs> and I think I plunged too late because there was too little water in there. And I got fucking shit water, plunger water on my arm. Ew. And I thought I was going to just pass out. Were you like retching? I was retching and it was my own <laughs> shit, y'all. It was disgusting. So wait, wait, I, when your poo doesn't flush, you use a plunger. Right. Oh, I what didn't know you that. Do? You just get on your knees no, and start praying. No, I have a very <laughs> specific technique with a toilet brush, but I'm saying it doesn't work very well. <laughs> Clearly. Where I just like gently try and prod the poo without smushing it into oh, the toilet. Oh my God. So wait, how does a plunger... I mean, I know a plunger stops with blockages, but surely if there's yes. poo in the toilet, it doesn't. it's not effective. Well, I mean, it's effective. It fucking works. <laughs> Except but... you get poo juice on that, you. Uh, 
No, that just happened one time, Lan. <laughs> but surely the poo touches the plunger. Yes, yes. Ew. It's like caked in poop, I'm sure. But then it comes in this <laughs> this little... <laughs> device it's like a trap door so whenever it's open yes. and you just like put it down and it immediately closes <laughs> up you never have to think about it again well i have a quick poo update oh sorry i'm so sorry how it's all about me. you land yeah, wow classic sorry. land please how is your poo <laughs> it's been, i feel like i'm at the therapist i should lay back on the sofa it's actually been really good lately mm-hmm. and i have been so impressed with my my poop because i have been wiping and the toilet paper is clean when I wipe it, y'all. I think it's because I've started drinking these smoothies. I normally have to wipe a lot. I am a, a very thorough wiper. So we're like saving trees then. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So we call that a ghost poo. Oh, <gasps> a ghost poo. Because some people call a ghost poo when like you look down the toilet and you don't see the poo anymore because oh. it's gone all the way under. That's, that's an urban legend. I've never... Oh no, that's happened. To you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it goes at such velocity. It just like goes. <laughs> what? Shoo, yeah. Like a slip and slide? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what a slip and slide is. Damn girl. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah, it sounds it sounds about right. Yeah. But some so some people say that's a ghost poo, whereas other people say it's when there's no white no, like no marks on your toilet paper. Oh my god, that sounds well, I I think that that's a perfect description of what happened to me. Yes. Yeah, it is. So Liza, I don't know if you remember, in one of the episodes, (laughs) I said, oh, I wonder where uh, the expression loo comes from. Yes, I remember. Because English people use that all the time. I looked it up and there's a few different theories. The first theory is that it comes from the French who, in the medieval times, as you discussed, when they were emptying the chamber pots, they'd throw it into the street. Mm -hmm. So the French would shout out, regardez l'eau. Oh, what does that mean? It means watch out for the water. Oh. <laughs> and then the regard de l'eau became gardilou, because obviously English people can't pronounce things. So they would say gardilou. That was an interpretation of their French? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's one theory, but actually there's no real evidence that that was the case. Oh, okay. So loo is just another term for the toilet, right? It is. Okay. But wait, I've got two more theories. Oh, great. Let's hear them. The other one is also from the French le lieu, which means the place. And that was used as a euphemism for going to the lavatory. (laughs) Like Like the number two show. Or like (laughs) the number, like going number two. And the final one is Waterloo. So, (gasps) yeah. The song. Well, no, no. Waterloo! <laughs> that came later, but I would oh. love if that was the reason, because we just love Abba so much. <laughs> so the word Waterloo was written on the cisterns of many outhouses during the early 20th century. Do you remember we also had the question about the bidets, about yeah. how people dry themselves? Yes. So in my mind, because did I mention I'm French? <laughs> We had bidets growing up when we when we'd go to France. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that the French were big users of bidets. But actually, when I looked into it, it's considered very outdated to have a bidet really? in France. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So they don't really use them so much. What I did find out is that the Italians 
Oh. That's where it's at. So they are the country in Europe that uses the bidet the most. And there's even a law in Italy that every home has to have a bidet in it. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually had to speak to a couple of Italian friends to just get a bit more information about this. Look at you, you little sleuth. <laughs> they loved, they were all, they all had yeah, a lot to say on the topic and felt quite passionately about it. It is apparently a thing that a lot of Italians, when they, they don't realise that in other um, countries in Europe, it's not a thing. Yeah. So they like... They, they're horrified <laughs> when they're traveling. They're like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. That's revolting. Oh, my God. The word revolting was used multiple times. It's Damn. revolting that we just use toilet paper and that we don't wash wow. after a poop. Yeah. I guess it is kind of revolting if you think about it. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, we, we still shower. We're not like... Animals. Oh, my God, y'all. This reminds me, Lan had actually posted something in our stories of a woman who proclaimed that she does not wipe herself after she shits because she said other animals don't wipe after they shit. So she shouldn't have to wipe after <laughs> she shits. It's upsetting. That is fucking revolting that she's not doing this and she just stands by it. I don't know if she bathes afterwards, but... I, ugh. Ugh. It, 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 animals don't have butt cheeks like we do or what? a lot of animals don't and also i feel like our diets have changed if we were eating as much fiber as like we were meant to yes maybe we'd get more of like the ghost poos where there's yes. no like need to wipe good point but you know with our diet these days oh my god we need to wipe we need to clean up back there absolutely i feel so bad for her gynecologist or any like sexual partners ugh. Ew. Ugh. yeah it's so grim bad i'm sorry i totally derailed the italian passion that's fine for non-bidet users <laughs> that's fine so yeah so they use it after a poop or like before or after sex they also like if you don't have time for a full shower or just can't be bothered then you can just freshen up quickly just down the there yeah oh yeah not your pits and your like face or well, something I, I guess you can but mainly keeping your genitals clean amazing genitals well, and butt what do we call that whole area the nether regions? The nether regions. <laughs> Wait, how are they drying themselves? Okay, I'm so glad you asked that, because that was my main question. Right. So, at home, with your family, everyone has their own little towel. <gasps> yes! I've seen this! I've seen this in Italy before, where they just have, like, a little stack of miniature face towels right next to the bidet. I'm like, ooh, what's that for? Mm, miniature face towels. Not for your face, yeah. Definitely <laughs> just for your butt. So, everyone will have their own little one um, so you know whose is whose in a family. Wait, are they like monogrammed? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so fucking charming. But my friend did say actually that in some families you might just have like one towel and everyone shares it. Shut the fuck up. And then it gets washed very regularly. How? I mean, we just... What? Dude, this is like bringing back haunting memories of the shared shit stick from like the ancient Roman times. Yeah, but it's not like that. It's more like sharing someone's shower towel. I don't know, but there's poop particles all over there. But it'll be the same. It'll, there'll be fewer poop particles on the little towel than there would be on a shower towel because the Italians are like cleaning with soap. Whoa, yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah, they have a special type of soap that's more for like sensitive areas. Oh, smart. More gentle. Yeah, so they're like being really clean. Yeah, okay, that's good to know. So in theory, there's no poop particles or at least you know the same amount that would that there would be on someone's shower towel okay and so they have in the bathroom there'll be like you know which towel is for which uh, part of the body mm. depending on its size so they have oh. the small ones for your butts and then if you see a medium one it's for hands and then they have larger ones for the shower oh my god wait because we've totally incorporated that into the states 
And I grew up those being the little square ones or face towels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually looked on Reddit and there were so many threads where people went to Italy and assumed the... <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They assumed that those little square ones were for their faces? For the face, yeah. And, and they were yeah, and they were drying their faces. No, 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 no. Where their Italian host was <gasps> no, like no, wiping no. their... Yeah, no. drying their butts. Yeah, it's a I thing. I hate that story. <laughs> it's so oh. funny. It's funny, but really just like... <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Um, and... Yeah, and so you don't, you wouldn't, if you went to a friend's house, you might use their bidet, but probably not. But you definitely would not use the towels. Okay. Yeah, you would just dry with toilet paper. Okay, that's really good to know. Yeah, so now you know the etiquette. Yeah, cultural customs and whatnot. We're learning so much on this show. Mm -hmm. I just had no idea Italians was like so passionate about this. And so, yeah, it's not just for cleaning up after poop. It's also like for women when they're menstruating. You can just like freshen up any time. It's so nice to have a purpose-built little basin just for washing your bits. I'm into that. Yeah, me too. The more we talk about bidets, the more pro-bidet I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I can get why Italians are so passionate about Mm -hmm. it. Yes. And the last thing I want to say about the Italians is, so yeah, they're apparently horrified when they're traveling and they can't wash after a poop. And my friend was telling me that he had his Italian friend who was traveling around and he was, I think at a train station or something, he took a dump and then there was nowhere to wash. So he was like, I'll just wash in the basin. (gasps) in the sink no so he he kind of climbed like backwards onto the sink so he could splash water on his butt shut the fuck up and the thing collapsed (gasps) yeah no that's such a good embarrassing poo story i know i was thinking like maybe we can track him down i'm guessing it's happened to a lot of people though who's you i mean that is just fucking crazy actually oh my god i just got a flashback when I was like 14 or 15, I went away to a, a football camp, a soccer camp for those in the States who are listening. And it was all girls and we were sharing dorms together. Someone that I shared the room with literally couldn't be bothered to go to the bathroom down the hall to pee. So she literally hoisted herself <laughs> up over the sink and peed into the fucking sink. I, I couldn't believe it. I remember just laying there in bed just like horrified that she was doing this i've done that <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, of I and i'm like look at this disgusting person and you're like that why would you do that i don't know i just remember <laughs> yeah i remember staying in like some hotel and i think there was a shared bathroom like right at the end of the hall and it's the middle of the night yeah. and you just don't want to <laughs> definitely done that oh my god We have a friend here in Berlin who has used a urinal. She identifies as a female and has female genitals and Mm. like hovered herself over a urinal and peed in the fucking urinal. That is such a badass power bitch move. Yeah. But the sink is just like, that's taken it too far. And a public fucking, I'm sorry, I'm going back to the Italian man that you were talking about. Who is just so disgusted that there's not a bidet. So he has to wipe himself in a fucking public bathroom sink. Mm -hmm. That's awful. And then causes hundreds of euros worth of damage, I'm sure. Probably. He probably, he didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, of course not. But it's like, I cannot imagine walking into a bathroom and just seeing someone like washing their ass in the fucking sink where I wash my hands. Well, hopefully it was a private cubicle. Oh. But either way, I mean, you just never know who's washed their butt when you yes. go use any 
public space? I think we should be more aware of butts in places <laughs> and poop particles in places you had no idea yeah. were there. Yeah, true. Can I just come back to the friend who pissed in the urinal? She's quite tall. Yeah, sorry. You saying urinal is just like, God, sounds like an eye infection. <laughs> urinal. Urinal. Um, she's quite tall. So, yeah, she just straddled it. Yes. And apparently everyone was like, what the fuck? When she told me the story, she was like, surely that's not that shocking. And I was like, I'm shocked mainly because I didn't know women could do that. Yeah. I had no idea we could aim. And then I spoke to other friends about it and they were like, yeah, you just have to like hold your vaginal lips in a certain way with your fingers and you can aim your piss. Hell yeah. That's you, amazing. You knew that? I don't know if I knew that. Instinctually, it kind of makes sense. I don't know if you can just like write your name or something. <laughs> I love that people are disgusted. Just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, have you never seen a woman piss in a urinal before? <laughs> I would love to see that. I'm going to ask her to do it next time we go out. You know she will. It's so true. Oh my God. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so that's it. I think we've cleared up the whole B-Day drying situation. Hell yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I feel very enlightened. Good. Okay, so I wanted to follow up about the poo window that we mentioned in episode one. Yes. So in case you missed that, we weren't really sure if there was a time frame you need to poop before the feeling of pooping goes away. Oh, yes. Surfing the poo wave. Exactly. If you miss the wave, when does the wave finish? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. So... I think we've all had that feeling, right? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. yeah, you're in a meeting or you're on a date or if you're like me and literally can't poop anywhere besides at home <laughs> and you just like squeeze your butt cheeks together and just hope for the best and then the feeling just goes away. Mm-hmm. So, Lan, I have a question. Are you poop shy? Uh, Can um, you poop anywhere? Most, the only place, I can't poop if there's like one cubicle and people might be waiting for me to poop oh so it's not necessarily where like i can poo in public places like restaurants Mm -hmm. but yeah not if someone's waiting to use the toilet i can't handle the pressure okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. poop pressure yeah i need to be relaxed when i poop okay well i did a little bit of research into the poo window and there's some really interesting information Mm -hmm. so lan yeah how many anal sphincters do you think we Uh, have oh (laughs) I mean, I I was going to say one, but I guess this is a trick question. So anal sphincters, uh, uh, two? (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) We have a poo winner. I'm going to go over a little bum region geography. So you you have your rectum. So the rectum is the little like wrinkled thing where the poop comes out. No, no, no. That's the anus. Oh, okay. Which bit's the rectum? Okay, so the rectum... (laughs) Sorry, every time I say rectum, my partner always makes this joke. It's like, rectum damn near killed him. (laughs) He's such an old man. Anyhow, so you have your rectum that's just above the anus. Your rectum is basically like a poo chamber. Oh, it's a chamber. That's what I was going to ask. It's not the muscle. The sphincter... Oh. So the sphincters are both muscles. They're like circular muscles that contract. Mm -hmm. Basically... The inner and the outer sphincter are controlling your rectum and your bowel movement. And then your anus is like the balloon knot that you see if you look in the mirror. So there's the inner sphincter that involuntarily opens. And then the external sphincter that you can keep closed and tight. If you need to shit and you don't want to, you just 
clench. Clench, yeah. Okay. And then that's what you're clenching. That's what the external sphincter is able to do for I you. I see. Yeah. We'll share loads of photos on what this looks like. <laughs> photos? Not... Well, I mean, we'll, we'll... Like diagrams. Yeah, we'll show you diagrams of what this looks like, not actual photos. That'd be disgusting. And I hope I'm getting the, the geography or, like, the biology right of this. this I is... love that you're calling it the geography, like this is a foreign country or something. <laughs> I mean, for me, it is. <laughs> There's not many people who have that stamp in their passport. <laughs> Okay, so what's happening in your body when you feel the urge to poop? Mm -hmm. So your rectum fills up with your stool, mm -hmm. and the receptors in your anus wall send signals through the nerves up to your brain to let your inner sphincter know, okay, it's time to open up and like release the poop, which again, it happens involuntarily. You cannot control this, and now you know it's time to shit. So once that feeling comes, you've got about a 20-minute poo window. It's like 5 to 20 minutes, basically. <gasps> to make your move to the toilet. <laughs> so you okay. have two options. You can either find the nearest toilet, relax your pelvic floor and your external sphincter and take a lovely dump, or option two, you reject nature's call, <laughs> you hang up on that bitch, and you're like, I'm holding on for dear life here, and I'm not gonna shit. So okay. you're holding it in. Okay, so the 20 minutes go by, or whatever the poo window is, and you just don't poo, and then what happens? I'm getting to it. I know, I'm You're excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've all been dying to know. Okay, so if you don't poop during the poo window, something called reverse peristalsis happens, which is a fancy talk for your turd getting sucked back up in your <laughs> colon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so disgusting, right? <laughs> so yeah, doctors say holding your poo in every once in a while is totally fine, but if you're doing it often, it can actually lead to some real problems down the road, like constipation, anal fissures, hemorrhoids, mm. fecal impaction, or something called gastrointestinal perforation. Ooh. But if you're in a situation when you really need to hold in your poo, and again, we don't recommend this, you can try these steps. So you can relax your rectal wall. I don't know if you've done that in <laughs> yoga class and learned how to, but um, basically relax everything down in the nether regions. Avoid tensing your abs. If I really have to shit and it's not coming out, I like, you know, I, I really... Do, yeah, I do squats. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I jump up and down. <laughs> Shake it out. Oh, yeah, exactly. But you can feel yourself like clenching your abs or like tensing your abs. So don't do that mm -hmm. if you're trying to hold in your poop. Clench your butt cheeks together so you're helping the external sphincter really stay nice and tight. <laughs> and then avoid squatting because... Yeah. Like you said, squatting helps. I mean, the squatty potty is a thing for a reason because we're naturally meant to be squatting when we shit. You can actually try laying down or standing up uh, since they're not really natural pooping positions. Okay. Yes. And while I was doing research on this, I came across a story about a woman in the UK who went on a date. She's at this guy's house and she goes to take a shit and the turd won't flush. Same thing happened to me. She panicked. Well, I did not do this, folks. She reached into the fucking toilet, grabbed her turd, wrapped it up in toilet paper, and chucked it out the window and didn't realize until it was too late that the turd was already out the window. It was like some double-pane glass, so it went in between mm -hmm. like the 
the windows or something. She ended up telling the guy like, hey, this is what happened. She convinced herself and him that she could like shimmy herself out the window and like pick up this turd. She ended up getting stuck and he ended up calling the fire brigade and they had to rescue her and like break the window. Yeah, and there's there's actually photos of her stuck between (laughs) the two panes of glass. It's so funny. Okay, so I understand these ways to prevent yourself from pooing when you want to miss the poo window. But I I still don't really understand. You said the poo gets sucked back up. Where does it go? It actually gets sucked back up into your colon. Okay, and then does it just sit there? Because I feel like if you miss the poo window, you can feel a kind of it being sucked back up. But then I feel like later on, it's harder to get it back out again. Yeah, so I think initially it's going to get sucked back up and then you'll be able to have like a second wave to have to poop. But from what I read online, doctors say that if you do that consistently, your body starts basically dehydrating the turd. So it gets even more impacted and makes it even harder to get out of your body. And that's when you run into a lot of problems like constipation and some of the other things I talked about earlier, like Mm. impaction. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because I think, yeah, that's happened to me. Really? I think, I think, I mean, yeah, I've definitely missed poo windows before. Like if you're traveling, Mm -hmm. then it can happen. And then, yeah, then you're like constipated for a day. And now for your embarrassing poo stories. Okay. So for the embarrassing story this week, I have a story from my mother. She's written it to me in French by email. Um, She didn't want to record it. So I'm going to have to read and translate as we go. And we'll see how that goes. I can't wait. Okay. First of all, can I just say (laughs) that the subject line for this email is Histoire de caca, which just is somehow funnier in French. Poo story. But yeah, caca is just a good word, I think. Okay. She says when she was young, her dad had lots of stories, but the one he liked the most was one about being at the customs office. So he worked for the French army as a civil servant and it was during war times. So he had to travel from town to town to run checks, like military checks. Okay, he was traveling by train with some military colleagues and he explained to his friends that he was going to play a trick on the customs officers when he arrived at the station. Oh gosh, this is quite shocking. He unfolds a big piece of newspaper and does a huge shit on it. No. What? (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's supposed to be a prank? I guess so. Can I just say, this is must be where I get it from, my, like, fixation with, like, poo. (laughs) It obviously runs in the family. Yeah, clearly. Okay, and then he wraps this poo carefully in several sheets of newspaper and ties it up with a piece of string. Okay. This is bonkers. When he arrives at the station, everyone has to pass through customs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father, so my mother's saying this, and my grandfather and his friends show their ID cards to show that they are exempt from being checked at the customs. Okay. Because they work for the French government. However, the customs officer didn't want to hear anything about it and was like, no, you have to be searched like everyone else. Oh, my God. And then, of course, he sees the package nicely wrapped up in newspaper and string, and he asks what's inside. And my grandfather replies, 
It's nothing interesting, but it's personal. (laughs) (laughs) The most personal. (laughs) And the customs officer insists. Okay, and my grandfather says, okay, but you do know that everything that you search, once you've finished the inspection, you know that private things have to be put back in the exact same state as how you found it. So if you open this package... I just want you to know that you will have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And then he continues, and my friends here are going to bear witness. Oh, my God. So the customs officer looks at him. He raises his shoulders and he doesn't want to let my grandfather go. You know. I bet not. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck is in this newspaper? Now he's real curious. Now he's really curious. Oh, my God. So without any taking any precautions, he tears open. <laughs> <laughs> he tears apart this package <laughs> and finds this giant turd. <laughs> <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> That's even better than the prank. He really got this guy. Because he's fucking, you know, control agents, whatever, like TSA in the States. Or, you know, you give these folks a little bit of power and they go fucking bananas with it. And they're like, let me open this thing. And it's a big old turd. Fuck yeah. Your granddad sounds amazing. I guess. I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. Um, And apparently, so it's like, it's not even the look of the turd. That is like the shocking thing. It's the smell that is the worst thing about it. Oh my God. Um, So everyone's like pissing themselves laughing. Because all of his friends are watching. And then my grandfather gives him like a sign like, yep, and now you got to like pack that shit back up. (laughs) Good luck, man. He needs a diaper. (laughs) And then uh, my mum goes on to say that her dad would often tell the story when he had guests over. And of course he would tell it when it was uh, when they were having dessert, when they were eating dessert. (laughs) Like chocolate pudding. And uh, he would laugh and laugh as he was telling the story. (laughs) He sounds amazing. <laughs> that is not a story I was expecting at all. <laughs> I love that your mom remembers this so fondly and all the details too. I mean, Ugh. she probably heard that story so many damn probably, times. Probably, yeah. On the dinner Jesus. table. Can you imagine if your dad told that story? I'd be proud as shit. I'd be so fucking <laughs> impressed with my dad if he had done that. Really? Or my grandfather. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Oh my God. Really? A little bit. I think it's the shitting on a bit of newspaper. Yeah. I guess it makes it sound like he did that in front of people, but maybe he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about a good prank, and that's a damn good prank. <laughs> that's horrible. I do. I have heard stories of, like, um, in the city of London, you know, all these, like, bankers who obviously are, like, really entitled and all the rest of it. And uh, I had a friend working in the city, and he said his boss just took a shit in a pint glass in a <gasps> pub. Shut up. Yeah, because you just, like, don't give a shit no. and you're just, like, I don't know, just oh. this macho thing, I guess. Yeah, it's horrible. Dude, throw it in the trash, dude. <laughs> Go to the fucking toilet. Yes. You wanker. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that embarrassing poo story. And if you have an embarrassing poo story, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, y'all can DM us on Instagram. We're at the number two show. And we'll see you next time. If you like the show, please leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.